Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, and you're listening to the Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that helps you heal yourself with food and the power of the mind and heart. Um, today, I have a very exciting guest. I I really can't wait to introduce this man to you because he's so knowledgeable in his field of essential plant oils. Dr. Eric Zelensky, or Dr. Z as he's known, has been on a mission to help people enjoy the abundant life for 14 years. Formerly trained as a chiropractor and public health researcher, Dr. Z has launched his online health ministry in June of 2014 through his blog, DrEricZ.com. Now visited by more than 200,000 people each month. That's a huge number. It says a lot about what he's doing out there. Dr. Z also uses social media to inspire more than 300,000 people each day to experience the abundant life. Dr. Z is an accomplished researcher with several publications, conference proceedings, and currently sits on peer review as a peer reviewer for multiple journals. He lives in Atlanta with his wife and four children. So welcome to the show, Dr. Eric. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and my privilege. And I just want to say I'm a big fan of what you're doing. And just thank you. Thank you. Yay. It's so good to have you on here. Now, I, I was telling you that one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on here is that there are a lot of myths and a lot of misunderstandings about essential oils. And we're really going to be focusing today on autoimmune diseases and the essential oils and you know, there, there are people out there selling uh, like doTERRA, Young Living Oils, those things. And uh, I'm always hesitant to purchase things from from people because I don't really know that they know what they're doing. And you research this stuff. This is your, your bailiwick and calling in life. So I know that's a big conversation and that's not a direct question, <laughs> but you're probably bursting at the seams to talk about this. Let's start with the, the oils and um, the people out there that are selling these oils and, and quality of oil and those kinds of things and what you use. Well, you know what? I'm not going to tell. And that's what I do. I am okay. doing my best to be an unbiased researcher. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what oils I use. And that's the thing. Okay. I put my stake out there two years ago. I'm like, I'm going to be not branded. I'm going to create a non-branded essential oil summit. 165,000 people, the largest event of its kind. These people wanted to go into a place where they could learn. How do you mm. something without having that bias, without having that sales pitch? And nothing against it, folks. If you provide for your family and if you're a distributor or a marketer, bless your heart. That's awesome. But yeah. you know what? Yeah. When it comes to things, when it comes to selling, when it comes to educating, I think there needs to be a separation. So I found, and this came very quickly put, when I started doing research on essential oils, um, I, I was a medical writer before I started doing what I'm doing right now. One of my clients commissioned me to write a series of public health reports about oils. I was mm -hmm. at that point clueless. I had no idea. I really didn't. Um, wow. The power 
behind the essential oil, even though my wife has been using them since we've been married and she has her own story. I admittedly marginalize them as smelly stuff that my wife did and something that dudes don't do. <laughs> and so, you know, can you imagine me playing mm-hmm. basketball or football with my guy friends and me smelling like Yang Lang? They take my man card away. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. And so I just did my own natural health, living very well, very mm-hmm. clean diet, a lot of good supplementation, natural therapies. I'd only take a drug if I like my arm was falling off and I needed to like I'm that guy and so when I found the research through writing these public health reports I was like what in the world's up with this stuff this is unbelievable and so Mm -hmm. I started using them and testing them and started evaluating them and experiencing them and I realized because what I do is I'm a writer that virtually and I kid you not 99.9% of all the websites I went to were from an individual or company that ended up selling the oil. You couldn't find unbiased information. Now, bias isn't necessarily uh-huh. bad. I have to make that point. Mm-hmm. But okay. Public Health 101, if you want to be a reputable researcher, you can't have any ties to what you're providing or what you're talking about. There could be some sort of bias. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to sell these things. I'm going to educate about them. And because of that, the blessing of it all is the world is my audience. Because yeah. you know, I didn't realize it, but people started flocking to me from every brand you could ever imagine and be like, wow, you don't sell oils? I'm going to listen to you. Because, you know, at the end of the day, and I've realized this, you don't talk uh-huh. about religion, politics, or essential oils at Thanksgiving. It's that volatile. <sighs> And pun intended because organic or essential oils are volatile organic compounds. So it's that volatile of a topic because it's a billion dollar industry that people claim, many of which I've experienced, are life saving results from these oils. So it's personal, right? My brand saved my life. Cool. So I've learned to navigate this marketplace. And I've also, because I'm a researcher, I realized, you know what, there's a clinical aspect that I didn't have because I wasn't working with patients with um, needs with uh, essential oil. So I actually studied aromatherapy because there is a huge, huge difference between what you're seeing in the blogosphere, what distributors and MLM reps are sharing and what aromatherapists teach. I'm like, okay, there's got to be something to this. There's, I'm talking, it's like, there, there's a lot of drama. Um, and mm. in a moment, we could talk about that offline. But there's a, no joke, a lot of drama um, in the industry. So I'm like, look, I'm going to have my foot in both camps. I'm going to be the guy that doesn't sell them. There are yeah. several folks. There is no one. Just remember, and I don't care what anyone says about anything. There is no number one supplement company. There is no number one oil company. Right. No number yeah, one anything. Exactly. You have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm exactly. And I truly adhere to biochemical individuality, which is key. You have to find what works for you. So with that, I educate people on how to use them, how to find the brands that work for them. And then we really start tackling health conditions. Okay. Well, and speaking of health conditions, you know, we wanted to focus on autoimmune because there's, there's, we've talked about how there were so many places we could go with this. Um, So autoimmune diseases, what kinds of oils uh, do you see you working or what kinds of stories might you have with autoimmunity and the essential oils? You know, it's a really good question and it leads to, it it leads to a lesson I think we all need to take to heart. If you go type up right now on Google, anyone listening, try it, type up on Google, essential oils for autoimmunity, type up essential oils for diabetes, type up essential oils for lupus, essential oils for Hashimoto's, whatever it might be. 
Oh, I can hear you typing. Um, so if you're doing in essential oils for Hashimoto's, I get it right now. Yeah. How many hits did you get? Well, there are 294,000 results. Yeah. Um, and there's a list that comes up right away with spearmint, lemongrass, peppermint, clove, frankincense, myrrh, cedarwood, and rose geranium. It's completely made up. It's completely made up. It's, un- <gasps> it's completely unfounded on science. Literally millions. When you start looking at it, essential oils for MS, essential oils for whatever it might be, celiac, there is wow. virtually no research that substantiates these sort of lists. Now, here's how you manage this. Now, this is huh. I do what I do. Literally millions, millions and millions and millions of resources and websites and pages all talking about this stuff. So first of all, what happens? Paralysis by analysis. You look at this stuff, you just like, whoa, there's so much information out there and you just don't know what Mm -hmm. to do. That's one part. Or the other part is, wow, I'm just going to take that first list, like you just said, whatever it was, experiment, whatever, and start using it. Well, there's a couple different ways, but the reality is I'm a firm believer that we need to balance evidence-based practice. We we Mm -hmm. really need to to have an evidence-based practice where we look at the research and then we see testimonials. So here's the key takeaway from this. Mm -hmm. Folks, it's not proven. It's all experimental. And what you're seeing out there, I I promise you, and I kid you not, is an arbitrary list and usage of oils. Now, it doesn't mean it's bad. It, I'm not saying it's wrong. And I'm going to share with you a story of a woman who, okay. I can't prove it, but her life was absolutely saved, not changed, saved by the power of essential oils. And she was suffering from a variety of conditions, including autoimmune. Mm-hmm. So the, the problem that I have and the, what uh-huh. I, why I'm writing the book that I'm writing right now that, I, that, that will be coming out next year is to help people make sense of this. And to give safety tips on how to go forward, because at the bottom line is this: we okay. can't discount people's stories. It's it's for, and I'm going to assume. People- I agree with you on that wholeheartedly, no. because sometimes things happen and you cannot even explain how they did. And you, you can't know? prove it, mm-hmm. and you can't substantiate it. And I'm assuming for most people that they're telling the truth. And now this is where my heart goes out to everyone that represents a company. So it doesn't matter what company you, you, you represent, folks. I get this. Like I've talked to people, interviewed them for my summits and interviewed them for my podcast. And they've said, this oil literally saved my life. Of course, you're going to be loyal to that brand because you think they are the cat's meow. But the reality is this. You know, the reality that we have is that people are literally – shooting in the dark here. But Um, it doesn't mean that it's all harmful. However, there are inherent risks, especially with autoimmunity. And here's the problem with autoimmune conditions before we even get to my my friend's story is the immune compromised piece. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of folks on immunosuppressants, they start taking essential oils. It counteracts what the drugs are doing because essential oils by nature pretty much all boost the immune system because most of them have... Um, antioxidant properties. Most of them stimulate cytokines and most of them stimulate other processes in the body. Some actually even help promote thyroid hormones. So that can actually help for someone with like Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. Uh But again, we just don't know. And and most doctors that I'm familiar with that are practicing physicians basically just say, you know, stay away from that stuff because we don't know what it's going to do, which you can't blame them. 
However, the folks that I am working with and the folks that I talk to are at a point where they actually get off themselves off of the drugs because they're going crazy. They've got brain fog. They start losing hair. They start losing weight. So they do what they could do to survive. And that's where essential oils come into play for a lot of folks because it's a desperate move. But the reality is, folks, I just want you to realize there is no protocol. There is no nothing. I mean, there's no nothing out there that we could go to and say, this is a trusty resource. So with that, Ah. my approach, especially with autoimmune conditions, Mm -hmm. because it's so, I mean, it really befuddles people. The cause, unknown, genetic, yes, who's affected, mostly women. How many conditions? People argue, 120 plus. How many people are affected? Some people say 50 plus million. I mean, I've talked to experts that said to me, cancer is end-stage autoimmunity. So Mm. what do we have? We have this problem that the body is attacking self, which essentially is it. Your immune system is killing itself, killing your body. So how do you incorporate an essential oil? We just don't know. So the thing is, we have to be cautious. And the point and why I asked you all to Google that essential oils for autoimmune conditions is to tell you that stuff out there, just be careful because you might actually get hurt. If you do something that you shouldn't do. So if you're under a medication, please, please, please work with your, um, your, your provider. Um, hopefully you work with a provider that's very open to natural therapies. If not, fire that person and get someone new because you are that yeah. consumer. You got to work with a doctor who knows what he or she is doing and they can actually help you navigate this mess. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, there's so much we could talk about, but the key take home message with a lot of things in natural therapies, supplements included, is it's very experimental. However, The stories are out there, and I know of a lot of people that I trust, that I call friends, who Mm -hmm. have unbelievable um, healing transformations. Yeah, I've heard the same thing, you know, and it's interesting because I'm, (laughs) it's interesting how skeptical I still am, even though I've done so many different therapies. I've been very open-minded about the things that I've chosen along the way, and I did try essential oils many years ago, and I didn't notice any significant difference. Um, but you know, this is part of why I want to have this conversation. It's like somebody who's open minded as I am, who's tried so many things for all the different conditions that I've gone through, um, is still skeptical because I don't know how to, to understand this. Um, do you have, as a researcher, do you have any information for listeners to, be able to understand a little bit more about what they are and what they can do. Oh yeah. And just like anything, Doc, you know, like we all hear, we need probiotics for healthy gut, right? Well, take a pill. How do you know if you're doing better? I mean, you know, you might poop more. I mean, really what's the measure? Um, More energy. How do you like, who's going to go out there and get Mm -hmm. their, you know, white blood cells tested to see if their, their immune system's pumping. I mean, at the end of the day is really is a matter of faith. It's a matter of doing things mm-hmm. you think you know, but I, I have seen when it comes to essential oils specifically, I've seen once you find the things that really respond well to your body, like we're talking overnight changes and mood and primarily, cause you got to think mm-hmm. folks, essential oils, essentially, you know, the one-on-one here, essential mm-hmm. oils are volatile organic compounds. They are those particles in the plant that are easily evaporated. So meaning this, Mm -hmm. walk through um, a lavender field, 
beautiful okay. lavender field that's in bloom. You got the flowers. It's gorgeous. And you start, mm-hmm. you know, you, your leg is rubbing against it. Or maybe you put your nose next to a, a flower and you start smelling. Well, what mm-hmm. you're smelling is you're actually smelling a physical property that you can't see because it's so minute. But it's a volatile organic compound that emits from brushing against the plant. That triggers, mm-hmm. a, that triggers a response in your nose. And that nose, the nasal mucosa, the nerve cells in your nasal cavity, lets your brain know, hey, there's something here. It's called smell. It's a lavender flower. And that's how smell works. That's why when you walk into Michael's Arts and Crafts or Joanne's Fabrics and you walk into the door, yeah. you get hit in the face with God knows what it is. You just got hit in the face with a ton of smell. Yep. Me yeah. or Bath and Body Works, right? You just mm-hmm. walk in. If you smell something, that's a physical manifestation of a property out there that's responding to your nose. So that's what essential oils are. They're that, they're that, they're that little. Mm-hmm. They're that okay. light. That's why they evaporate. So when they are distilled in water, um, that is why they go through the, the tube. And that's why the volatile organic compounds in the oils get concentrated, where it literally takes up to like 30 pounds of lavender to get one bottle of lavender. It'll take 40 lemons to get a bottle of lemon. You know, wow. lemon, the citrus, you actually have the citrus rind is where the oil is. So you're not going to distill that. But what you'll do is you'll cold press it. Same thing like if you ever were mm-hmm. cutting a lemon, maybe to put a lemon wedge into your drink or whatnot, you'll, your hand will get a little greasy afterwards. That's the oil. You know, there's yeah. like four drops of oil in every lemon. So okay. you've got these plants. And whether it's an herb, whether it's a root, whether it's a resin like myrrh, or sweetener or frankincense, you distill them or you cold press them. You can extract them with a solvent. There's even CO2 extraction that's really becoming more popular now. And you take from it the essence of the plant, the essential oil, the volatile organic compounds, which are nothing less than um, sesquiterpenes, alcohols, and ketones, and things we learn about chemistry class. There's virtually no nutrition. There's no protein in it. There's no vitamins or minerals. It's just those highly volatile compounds that evaporate off which is why there's ways that you use them in ways that you shouldn't. So when you think of it, these plants that I believe God gave the plants the healing mechanism to protect the plant from vectors. That's why a lot of these essential oils are natural pesticides. Um, these plants are herb, you know, herbicides. These plants protect. These plants heal. These plants mm-hmm. have uh, these plant compounds have antioxidants. And so basically, taking the most healing part of the plant. And extracting it out, and you have this highly concentrated liquid that we call essential oil. Uh-huh. Um, but we got to remember, it's really not natural in the sense that you're not going to walk into that same lavender field and see a pool of lavender. Uh-huh. You know? Well, with that, it's very important. I mean, folks, please keep this in mind. I know it's a you know, it might sound stupid, but we need to use it with care. They're that concentrated, and because uh-huh. you're again out of its natural context. We extract these plant-based medicines, essentially. We need to use mm-hmm. them very safely because people are getting hurt. They're applying them undiluted onto their skin. They're causing what's known as a sensitization or a allergic response. Like some people are just misusing oh. oils and they're burning themselves. They're causing allergic responses. Um, they're causing outra- you know, outbreaks, rashes, um, just all sorts oh. of different problems. So, and you know, you put a drop in your mouth that could burn your esophagus, that could burn your tongue. I mean, again, these plant compounds wow. are natural in the sense that they're only from plants, but you're not going to find them in nature like you do fruit and herbs in their whole form. So I love them in the fact that, you know, this is true plant-based medicine. 
I don't right. know anything else that epitomizes plant-based medicine like essential oils. And a lot of the drugs that we use are based off the compounds in these plants too. So, but with that, you're not just going to, you know, there should be, and this is a problem I have with essential oil bottles, there should be a, a child tampering proof thing on every single mm-hmm. bottle. There isn't because, you know, these are very, very potentially dangerous, but if used properly, are unbelievably life-saving for, for people. So that's basically essential oil 101. There's a few different ways of using them, a topical, yeah. aromatic, and internal. So if you can use them very wisely, you can consume them. You have to be uh-huh. safe. There's wisdom to that. Topical, you know, they're great in your lotions and your potions and your salves and your DIY projects, anything that you uh-huh. have in your home. And this and this doc is where, you know, really we're autoimmunity, where the rubber meets the road, where I feel personally essential oils make the biggest impact is what they could do to help prevent autoimmunity because they put us in a situation where we do not have to rely on triclosan filled chemical. Uh, yeah. And we know it's a fact. Right. We know for a fact triclosan, mm-hmm. triclocarbons, and all those bad chemicals that are in our antibacterial products not only cause cancer, but thyroid hormone disruption and neurocognitive disorders. Uh, yeah, I refuse to use that. <laughs> so, yeah. So to me, if someone wants to, if someone has a genetic tendency for autoimmune conditions or whatever it might be, if someone has one, we do know that the, the probability of getting more is more likely, you know, the comorbidities. So mm-hmm. for me, it's critical for anyone um, trying to avoid autoimmune conditions is to make sure you minimize your tox- the toxins in your life. And folks, don't forget, your skin mm-hmm. is the biggest sponge in the world. Yes. And your body will absorb up to 60%, 70% some reports say of the chemicals that you put on your skin in your bloodstream. So again, you're slathering on some Bath and Body Works Heaven Tropical scent whatever they call it, and with all those chemicals in it, including triclosan, yes. triclocarbon, some other antibacterial products, man, those are registered pesticides in your bloodstream. And what do you right. think that does? creates hormone havoc and so for me i get i get first thing i do when i work with people and i help people get them off that stuff i help them either buy if they can afford it buy their own or make their own buy a good product and see that to me and we could go to it's really kind of fun when you go into the history of autoimmune conditions and see when they started to spike which is the same time that antibacterial products came out in the market there's all kinds of different illusions here but as a researcher i try to keep it to the facts and be like look Here's what we know, here's what we don't know, and here's what we need to go forward. Wow. <laughs> it sounds like there's so many levels and layers layers to this whole world of essential oils. Um, is there Are there some basics that people can uh, understand about how to use them? Yeah, it, to me, it's all about for what. So you got to ask mm-hmm. yourself, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Do you want to accomplish sweet sleep? Do you want to accomplish um, a boosted libido? Do you want to lose weight? Um, really, when it comes to symptom-based management, and this is one thing that I really love about essential oils, there's like nothing like essential oils because there's virtually no side effects if you use them properly. I'll repeat that. It's that important. There's virtually no side effects if you use them properly. Unlike you go to the medical you know, society or a, a medical doctor, you go to a pharmacist, they give you a drug. And you get a pamphlet filled with everything, including death. That yep. could happen if you take this drug. You don't get that with essential oils. 
You just don't. Now, of course, there are contraindications. Certain oils have a tendency maybe to thin blood. And so, you, you know, if on Coumadin or something, it makes sense for your own blood thinners. But by and large, again, every research study I've ever seen, they always make it a point to say no side effects, no side effects, no side effects. So with that, it all depends on what you want. And, you know, Doc, that's why I created my database. Like I have a database um, that people can access for free because it goes into like all the conditions. I have hundreds, hundred plus articles, hundred plus r- recipes and DIY tips. Like, what do you want to do? Lose weight, sleep better. Um, you want more energy? You want to heal your gut? You want to fight cancer? Do you want to approach autoimmune um, or okay. you know Alzheimer's? So when it comes down to it, there is an approach, and we do have enough enough information to lead us. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, out of all those topics, autoimmune conditions are the least understood um, because A, they're just least understood. I mean, all the, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's really difficult. It befuddles medical community. What in the world is this thing? And so we mm-hmm. haven't even tapped into the research on autoimmune and essential oils. However, for people that have conditions that relate to side effects, that's where, you know, again, what do you deal with? Skin outbreaks? Well, let's create a healing salve with some aloe and maybe lavender and coconut oil and see that mm. heal your body. Maybe you deal with candida. And so, okay, let, let's approach that. And so, you know, one step at a time. So it's really symptom-based management. Um, we have seen okay. it can help with root cause or resolution. Uh, but again, when it comes down to it, we just don't have the research to prove that, but we got a ton of testimonials to share. Mm, okay. Which in and of itself, I mean, if you think about testimonials, they are in and of itself some some kind of research. I mean, it's not a clinical trial, but, you know, people's stories really are significant, you know? I, I agree. And that's, I'm so glad you shared that. You know, there's something called the evidence pyramid. And again, this, oh. this is public health 101. You know, I remember one of my first classes I took when in my master's work at, as a public health student, that's what they teach you, the foundation. Some of the foundation are theory, theory study. So again, you're just, I have an idea. Let's, let's publish my idea. Well, that's part of evidence. You know, that's an evidence-based model. And then now that you have that idea, now you can look at, okay, let's maybe try it in vitro. You know, let's try it cells in a petri dish, see what that's like. And then even something more like, well, what do people actually experience? Are there stories? That's called a testimonial or a case study. So case study and a series of case studies, which is called the case series, um, Mm -hmm. those those are actually higher up on the evidence chart than most people even think. But it is legitimate evidence because here's the thing. As a researcher, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to my institutional review board and say, hey, approve me to do research on people if I don't have at least testimonials and good theoretical reasons to believe Uh that this will be effective. They'll just say, get out of here. And that's the point of an institutional review board, to protect the patient. So Mm -hmm. we have to remember, and I agree, however – we can't base someone's life off of a recommendation that, you know, Joe Mama did on a website because you got to remember, you know, I'm a 36-year-old white guy. What's going to work for a 70-year-old black woman ain't going to be the same because we have different biochemical individualities. And so I, I remember like, guys, we got to remember that. Ladies, we have to remember that. We have to look and the key, folks, here's the thing. I'm not just going to say it's all you're helpless. No, we have to listen to our body. And we truly are the best doctor. And that's where the organoleptic evaluation is key. Um, you know what? Are you familiar with, with the organoleptic approach? No, I think that's great for listeners to learn It is because most people – and you know what? I'll admit it. Say I've been studying public health and research and natural health for 14 years. I didn't mm-hmm. learn about – 
organoleptic testing until last year, until I started studying aromatherapy. Oh, okay. Essentially, organoleptic test, folks, is you getting something. Let's because we're talking about oils. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. Okay. Let's say you want to investigate a company, and you want to mm-hmm. see if this company has a product that you want to buy. You hear good re- you hear good reviews. You have a friend, maybe a, a loved one is a distributor, and like, hey, you got to try X Y Z oil brand, They're the best ever. Okay, great. So you go to the company, you ask them for a report. Say, hey, can I get a report? Can I see what's in your oils? They should be able to provide you with that. Like, what what is in the oil? They should be able mm-hmm. to provide you with an actual chemical analysis. Then you kind of look. You buy. I would buy an oil, like a cheap one, a cost-effective one, like lemon. That's usually pretty cheap. Um, okay. Orange is pretty cheap sometimes. You know, whatever it might be. Get an oil that you think that you might want or you might want to use and get it. And now this is where it all starts. You open up the bottle. You smell it. You get a little coconut oil. You put a drop mm-hmm. or two. You mix it up. You put it on the palm of your or your back of your hand. How does your body respond? When you smell it, do you get a headache? When you put it on your skin, do you break out in a rash? You know, does it cause night sweats? I mean, you have no idea. We have no idea how something's going to respond to our body until we actually use it. Put it in a diffuser. See, mm-hmm. just just see. Put it in a diffuser, but not for 10, 15 minutes. See, here's the thing, folks. It's mm-hmm. not that always, and assuming that the company that's proclaiming that they're a pure and they sell an unadulterated oil is true, it's not that the oil is bad per se. It's that maybe your body isn't responding well to it. And I know okay. people that swear that certain XYZ oil brands save their life, but I can't mm-hmm. stand the smell of it. It gives me a headache. So I just uh, learned, like, you know what? That's the organoleptic test. How does it look? How does it taste? How does it feel? Mm-hmm. How do you experience this? And right. if you're not everyone, please do this with everything. Don't just take, right. don't just buy a year's worth of supplements that I'm trying to sell you. Get mm-hmm. one first, test it out. Same thing with carpet cleaner. You know, if the carpet guy is telling you to do it, go to an inconspicuous spot, clean your carpet, and that way you don't want to stain your carpet. Well, in aromatherapy, that's, that's called the skin patch test. Again, uh-huh. you get a little part of your skin, back of your hand's a good one, maybe on, on your kneecap or some area where it's more calloused, maybe on the, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. top of your foot, just a little part, and apply the oil diluted. You never want to apply a neat, straight essential oil. It's never, never a good idea. Because it can burn your skin, right? And yeah, A, you could burn your skin. You could, because the plant compounds are so um, highly concentrated, it could actually cause a, an immune response in your body. And especially people with okay. autoimmune conditions might be more susceptible. It's called sensitization, where your body becomes allergic to it. Okay. And it's a waste of money because once you apply the oil, it immediately starts to evaporate. Again, these are volatile organic compounds. Volatile meaning okay. evaporating. So mm-hmm. when you put the oil on your skin, you start smelling the aroma, that means you're just evaporating that stuff out. So having a carrier oil, like jojoba, almond, Mm -hmm. um, whatever, olive oil, it doesn't matter, coconut, you know, that helps prevent evaporation, even helps open up the pores so the body will absorb more. Because we've seen studies, Doc, literally studies of lavender Mm -hmm. massage oil being massaged on the abdomen, and within five minutes, the chemicals from the lavender have been detected in human blood. And within 20 minutes, full concentration. Wow. We're talking mm-hmm. like chemicals in, like on your skin, in yeah. your bloodstream within minutes. That's how powerful and that's how easily absorbable these things are. But you need a massage. Yeah. 
So yeah, there's so many ways. Okay. And then test it. See That's how you respond. But how different, how, what's the difference between putting it in a diffuser and breathing in the aroma of it and then putting it on your skin? I mean, is it significant? It's just a different, a different way. I mean, there's a different way of painting a wall. You know, this is the bottom line. Like, what are you trying to affect? Like if you're really trying to moisturize the skin, inhaling it isn't going to help. But if you're trying to affect the limbic system, if you're really trying to get, you know, true aromatic benefits from, let's say you have a, a mood problem and you're trying to boost your mood and you've known because research has proven that, that essential oils in the citrus family clinically help mood depression um, or mood issues like depression, like anxiety and stress. So yeah, topical can help, but it all depends on what you're trying to do. And that's why I like it because the aromatic, the internal, or the topical applications give you three different approaches that you could look at for any health Mm -hmm. condition. Then you just try to determine which one's best. But basically anything that's affecting the mind, whatever it might be, stress included, whatever it might be, then an aromatic approach, like a diffused approach would work because okay. you want the highest concentration of those oils. And let's say, you know, you don't want to just pour oils down your nose or up your nose, but you want to <laughs> inhale these highly diluted, you know, you want to inhale these, these right. vapors because it's unbelievable what it does because it, we, we, it actually affects the limbic system, like the primal mm-hmm. brain. And that's what mm-hmm. smell does. Folks, if, if you don't believe me, then I, I, I don't know. You got to look at your life. Look at Christmas time and you smell those beautiful cookies grandma used to make. And it's been 50 years since grandma's dead and you and your family are making the cookies. It reminds you of being a kid in grandma's mm-hmm. kitchen. You know, smell is powerful. It really is. It's, it's healing and really it be detrimental too. Because let's say there was a smell in your life or let's say there was a trauma in your life with around a particular smell, you know, Mm -hmm. that could re-trigger post-traumatic stress disorder. So it could go either way. You have to be wise with smell and people don't even realize how powerful it could be because that's where the, that's where the memory is. The thinking, the primal brain is in your, your Mm -hmm. limbic system. So um, it all depends, Doc. I mean, really, if you're trying to treat a tumor, then, you know, topical application is a wise thing. If, you know, you're a woman, you're battling PMS or, or menopause and a good massage oil over your ovaries, you know, aromatic use can help okay. if you're trying to deal with stress or anxiety. But again, if you're trying to deal with, you know, more of a, you know, a root cause issue or a specific, mm-hmm. you know, specific issue, then you just have to take a targeted approach. Okay. Wow. It sounds like there's so many different things. Like I, I've learned so much. Just, I'm just like silently listening, going, wow, he knows so much about this. But I, it would have never occurred to me that you could use essential oils for weight loss, for instance, or, you know, for headaches, for going for whatever your particular symptom is. Um, probably somebody out there has tried it and maybe had some success with this or that is what it sounds like. Um, but uh, and I tell my people this all the time, your body's your own laboratory. So you, you have to look at the feedback that you're getting from whatever it is you do try. Exactly. You know? Exactly, folks. And, you know, we we could go on and talk about so many different things. And I I don't want to overwhelm people with, (laughs) I mean, again, you know, there's there's a set and there's research. Unfortunately, again, when it comes to, um, you know, autoimmune, we we just don't know how to deal with anything but the symptoms at this point. So no root cause resolution. But we are talking about like, you know, blood glucose balancing oils like lavender and ylang-ylang cinnamon. 
can actually help mm-hmm. people with type 2 diabetes. We know that grapefruit and peppermint has been shown to curb unhealthy cravings and that make people feel more satiated so they actually don't eat. And so in that second or third helping of food. So we see that oils can actually not only speed metabolism, but help in the mind um, with, when it comes to weight loss and eating habits. It, it's really unbelievable. But the bottom line is that to me, I see this more as, hey, there's an oil for that because I don't want to get involved in that route because that's tough. When you think that there's an oil for that, there's a drug for that, there's a supplement for that, you really mm-hmm. neglect that your body has the ability to heal itself. We just need to give it the, the right stuff. The right stuff, exactly. So the yeah. point, folks, is not to have to be on essential oil therapy your whole life. The point is to do whatever it is that you need to do to get to the fat, the place where you can mm-hmm. live drug-free. And in my yeah. opinion, drug-free, supplement-free, and even essential oil-free to an extent. Because for mm-hmm. me, too, I'll never be without essential oils because I like the aroma. I like the yeah. food-enhancing ability. But if I have a health condition, I don't want to have to use essential oils for that the rest of my life. I become a slave to the oil. Just like how most people are slaves to drugs. Or you might be a slave to probiotics. You don't need to take a probiotic every day for the rest of your life. Mm. Eat food that is fermented maybe or or do something different. I mean like we're not not supplement or essential oil or drug deficient. But Mm -hmm. these are tools that we have available to us to help us through a place of healing. But here's the difference. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, when it comes to oils, they just now, once you're healthy, once you're strong, they help enhance your life. They help you smell better and they boost your mood and other stuff. But again, Mm -hmm. use them as a choice, not as a necessity. And that is empowerment. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That's a really great way to think about any kind of medicine that you're using. Um, That's a great way to think about it. Um, now, you have so many offerings for people um, to learn about essential oils, about the research that you've done. Um, you've got a club? Yeah, right? created an a membership club? website. Yeah, so I, I have a couple different layers. I have a uh, I have an inner circle. Um, it, it's a subscription model that people can join, and they get a monthly Q and A with me, and they get all kinds of free eBooks and my whole library of, of interviews that I've done for my summits and all that. Um, I have a free club that I offer people, and it's just Doctor Z's Essential Oil Club. I call it. So people go to. Okay. Dr. Eric They can actually join this membership for free. You don't need to put anything but your name and email because you we're gonna email you a password so you get password protected access to the special website where you get access okay. to my 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 articles, my reports, our DIY recipes, tips on how to use these things for a variety of health conditions. So it's a great way to get started. Um and the thing is this, folks, whenever it comes to anything, find a trusted resource and stick with that person, stick with that group. The problem I'm getting with a lot of folks, that, especially in the essential oil space, they've got way too many voices in that they're listening to. And I, I end up putting, I end up spending most of my time putting out fires and dismel, um, dispelling myths because mm. like, well, so-and-so said this. Well, I don't care what so-and-so said. You know, I mean, it becomes yeah. we're like everyone's an authority just because www.doctor.whatever-they-want-to-call-themselves has a website. Now that person is an authority. Well, you know yeah. what? I don't even call myself the authority on essential oils. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not even willing to make that claim because that's a big thing. That's a big deal to be a quote expert in anything that you might want to say. I know a lot of stuff yeah, about them, but boy, oh boy. So anyway, folks, find a trusted resource. If you feel like you resonate with my approach, my evidence base, like, you know, I don't sell essential oil, non-branded approach and hey, join the tribe. I've had over 250,000 people join mm-hmm. the tribe the last two years. So, um, you're in good company from people around the world and, and yeah, love, love to help. Awesome. And then I noticed on your website too, you have a couple of summits that you've done um, that people can go in and, and purchase and, and learn. It's, you know, tell us a little bit about the summits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what really started this whole route was when I realized that there was just a mass amount of biased information out there. So I'm like, you know what, let's get these people together. Let's not talk about brands and let's just learn from aromatherapists and chemists, distributors, everyone. So I I started the first one was uh, the Essential Oil Revolution Part 1. That was in 2015. Um, It was a ton. It was unbelievable. 165,000 people attended that one. And then last year we had a Part 2. We had just about 96,000 people on that one. That was still a good, just a good number of people around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I've done some other stuff. I, I've had a Heal Your Gut Summit because I have realized that, you know, gut health is a huge contributing factor to virtually every disease that I've seen. So mm-hmm. I partnered with a couple friends of mine. We hosted that one together. Just a really nice way of, of um, sharing good information with people. So yeah, I, uh, I'm taking a little break from the summit world and I'm currently writing my, my first book with, with oh. Penguin Random House and um, put that on the market next year. But yeah, it's going to be, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to take things back in basically to balance this all out. Because again, you can mm-hmm. go on Amazon and type up essential oil, and you'll get so many different stuff out there. And I mean, literally 90, 95% of it is not evidence-based. It's just people just, hey, this is what I think. This is what I saw. And right. myth breeds myth. Inaccuracy breeds inaccuracy. And so mm-hmm. you have one person saying something, they have a voice, they have a blog, and that person quotes that person. And it's literally mass chaos out there in the <laughs> essential oil world. Um, because... Quite frankly, it's a billion-dollar industry. And I don't know where. Like no one was talking about oils 10 years ago. I mean literally. Now it's like you can't get away from it. It's big money. A lot of people are buying them. And because of that, it's just you can't control the message. It's just uncontrollable. Mm, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Wow. So, okay, great. So um, anybody listening, uh, you can go to Dr. Eric Z. It's E-R-I-C-Z.com. And – join his club, learn more about the oils. Um, it's just been a real pleasure talking to you, really listening to you and your wisdom. I've learned so much in the last 40 minutes. Um, so I really appreciate you so much and what you're doing. Thank you. Oh, Dr. Meg, thanks for having me. I really appreciate Sharon. Um, and you're doing great. Keep up the good work. <laughs> thanks. Yay. Um, so listeners thank you again for listening and uh, please share this podcast with anyone that you think may benefit um, who wants to learn more about essential oils and healing and autoimmunity Um, and uh, you know I always like to say uh, remember that food can kill you or food can heal you the choice is up to you thanks so much for listening for more information go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes and access to our private Facebook community. 
Thank you so much for listening.